Welcome back. We are so happy that you are with us to listen to It's So Interesting. Because it is interesting to travel and see new places, fill the mind with wonderful impressions and discover something new. And we always share our stories and facts that you need to know before you prepare for your journey and learn new. Traveling indeed broadens personal horizons and that is why we are here. Last week there was no episode as we were in Italy, traveling to marvelous Sardinia and simply enjoying fascinating places all over the island. Well, we didn't have a stable Wi-Fi connection in the hotels and apartments we rented, although it was indicated that it should be available. And this is the first thing you need to know if you're planning a trip to Sardinia. Some hotels ensure you that free Wi-Fi access is what they offer, but it can happen so that it's only available in the lobby. Wi-Fi is definitely not a problem in bigger cities, but in small remote villages you can only rely on your mobile data. It is definitely not a thing when you're traveling as Sardinia has so much to offer outdoors that you barely have time to spend in the hotel room. But if you're planning to work, it might be necessary to contact the accommodation before reservation to make sure they provide Wi-Fi. With this in mind, we came to the idea to share interesting things about Italy, Italians, their attitudes to food, coffee, and the language traps we get into during our visits to Italy. This episode is more about personal experience and facts, but you will definitely find some useful information to better prepare for your future trips to Italy, to avoid confusion, and enjoy the journey. When looking for travel tips for Italy, you will definitely see the same. When in Rome, do what Romans do. It is not that strict and tragic, but it is necessary to remember some crucial things. Italian food is super popular all over the world, but Italians are very strict with what you can pair with certain meals and how you eat. For example, they will not like it if you put cheese on the seafood pasta. It is the same if you put ketchup on a special dish made by the chef. The strong taste of cheese simply kills the delicate taste of the fish or seafood. The same as with wine. Never, never ask for red wine from the fridge. It just doesn't exist in Italy. Oh my, yeah. I was with a group in Rome and we went to a restaurant for dinner. It was a beautiful summer evening. The air was plus 38, a real heat wave. We were so happy to relax and enjoy dinner. We were welcomed into the restaurant, seated outside and started ordering food. When it came to drinks, the waiter suggested us a bottle of selected local wine, when suddenly one of the girls from my group said, excellent, bring us two bottles and make sure the wine is from the fridge. We want a cold wine. Wow, it was the expression of our desire. We all wanted cold and refreshing drinks, but it's not about the red wine. The waiter turned to me, looked me deep in the eyes and said, what is she, crazy? If you want a cold wine, you order white wine. Red is never served from the fridge. I was somewhat confused as it was a bit awkward that he said this to me, uh, kind of making fun of her. But the moral of the story was clear. We ordered a bottle of white wine to be served cold and a room temperature red wine for those who decided to drink red. There is one popular thing in Italian restaurants called menu turistico which means you are offered a menu where you can choose a dish for entry, a first course, the main course and the 
dessert for a reasonable price. It is great choice in tourist locations if you want to save money eating out and trying local food. However, you have to be ready that such food might not be spectacular, so just don't expect much. You will get regular local hearty meals and try various dishes and will not pay much for the dinner. If you're happy with that, just ask for menu turistico at the restaurant Trattoria or Osteria. Ah, very important and interesting thing to mention is coperto. Coperto is not a scam, not a tip, and is a completely legal service charge in Italian restaurants. Basically, coperto is a cover charge. It means that when you are seated in the restaurant, you pay for the bread, oil, vinegar, salt, pepper uh, served on the table, tablecloths that will need to be washed, or the paper cover for the table. Let's just see it this way. But in some regions, coperto simply means a charge management expenses that could be included in the listed prices of individual dishes, but you pay it separately as coperto. Coperto is a cultural practice. Usually it is written down on the menu and is about 2-4 euros per person. Coperto is banned in Lazio, a region where Rome is located. However, in many restaurants you will see a charge for pane which means bread. That practically means the same. But there is one more thing, servizio. It is very similar to a tourist tax. So you pay for sitting and staying at the restaurant for, the, for some while, mostly in very touristy locations. It is usually 10% of the total bill and to be legal, servizio must be indicated in the menu. If it's not, you can ask the waiter to remove it from your bill. The exception is a big company of more than eight people, when it's logical that the place wants to charge you extra for their hard work. You're using the bathroom and other things. In the best case scenario, the servizio money goes as a tip to all the staff in the restaurant, including the chef and kitchen help. That's pretty fair. After all of this, uh, tip is still up to you, because when you tip, you know that your money goes directly to the waiter and not to the management. Coffee. Coffee is a vital topic in Italy, and I don't know even where to begin. Coffee in Italy means espresso. Wherever you order il caffè, you will get an espresso. The price of espresso in Italy is defined by law and is strictly regulated all around the country. In 1911, Italian authorities enforced a maximum price for certain necessities, and coffee was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I just remember that coffee story when, we, when I ended up with no coffee. Almost no coffees at time. Oh my god, that one from Genoa? Oh yeah. That's, that's a good one. It was about 10 years ago. We were visiting Genoa, a marvelous gem of Italy's Ligurian coast. We took a fantastic walk in the city center, which is gorgeous. Genoa is one of our favorite cities in the world. Actually, we recommend visiting it if you haven't been there yet. Ligurian coast is fascinating. Oh, dreamy. Well, after a walk, we sat in the charming restaurant hidden between the streets in a beautiful square. Such a lovely and intimate atmosphere. We finished our meals and decided to have coffee. So, I ordered a cappuccino. But I ordered a latte. Latte. Can you guess what I got? Yes, milk. The waitress looked very suspiciously at me when I ordered, but still, she brought what I ordered and it was latte, simply means milk in Italian. So I was confused and said, oh no, 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 excuse me, I meant latte. 
she said, oh, okay, I'm so sorry, no problem. And then a couple of minutes later, she brought me a cup of tea. Because latte means tea in Italian. To avoid any other language misunderstanding, I just drank that cup of tea. After this episode of confusion, we always order a cappuccino in Italy when we want a coffee with milk. Because why not? Cappuccino in Italy is buonissimo. But if you want to drink the latte that you get used to, you just need to say that you want to have latte macchiato. And then you will have a coffee with milk, but less foamy. But less foamy. <laughs> By the way, cappuccino, this is... Uh... This one is interesting. You can read all over the internet that Italians know that you're a tourist if you order cappuccino after 11 a.m. It may sound weird, but it is true. Cappuccino is a morning drink consumed for breakfast and usually paired with croissant, brioche or cornetto. If you drink a cappuccino after midday, as we always do, Italians know you're a tourist. But who cares when it's so tasty and you're in Italy? Language in Italy is the thing. Do not expect everyone to understand English. And even in many tourist places, you can have problems if you don't know a word in Italian. It will definitely not be a problem in Rome, Milan, Florence or Venice, but traveling in the region may cause language troubles. Even when you book hotels, you can see that quite often hotel replies in Italian to your English inquiry. For example, we stayed in a villa in a marvelous Tuscan agriturismo and no one spoke English there. Oh, yeah, I really had a great chance to practice my Italian language skills. Yeah, it was definitely much better than the time you went to the counter to ask for ice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, this is... This, this Do you is, remember? Yeah, this is hilarious. We were in a cafe in Italy. I think it was somewhere in Lake Como. Well, the heat was terrible, and a lot of a lot of our stories are connected to the heat in Italy. So it was during the unusual heat wave in Europe. Practically, sun was burning you down, and it was super hot outside. We sat in this cafe under the umbrella by the lake, enjoying the view, and really like trying to survive. We ordered drink and water, and the waiter brought us water with ice, and ice melted so fast, so we decided to ask for more ice. English was kind of an issue in this place, so we checked in the translator online how to ask for a cup of ice. Uh, we really meant a cup with ice in it. We tried translating from several languages and got the same option, tazza di ghiaccio. So without a doubt, I proudly walked to the counter and asked for tazza di ghiaccio. No one seemed to get what I wanted and what I meant as they looked at each other repeating this word combination. I tried to explain with sign language and so on. Eventually, I nervously just said ice, ice, and they brought us ice. A couple of years later, in a conversation with an Italian native speaker, this incident came up and um, he laughed uh, because tazza di ghiaccio in Italian means a cup made of ice. No wonder they were confused when I asked for this thing. So they were like thinking, okay, how can we like freeze the water and make a cup for you? That actually won't be a problem in Finland. <laughs> yeah. oh, traveling is truly, truly fascinating. Those stories make life so rich and diverse. You learn, you explore, you discover, grow, and you just simply enjoy. Yeah, not to bother you that much with our personal experience, here is useful information about driving in Italian cities. 
ZTL area is one of the reasons you have to research your destination before going there or simply trust a travel planner to do all of this for you. So ZTL area is a restricted car circulation area in the cities with historical city centers. ZTL stands for Zona Trafico Limitato. A limited traffic zone means that only residents of those areas or cars with permits can enter this city zone. You can find such city zones in Milan, Florence, Rome and Pisa. Uh, it's interesting that for each ZTL, the authorities determine the types of transport that are allowed to move in this zone and the conditions for this movement uh, by time, uh, type of vehicle. People living and working in the ZTL, uh, city emergency and utility services, police, ambulances have permits to move in the ZTL. Usually public transport and taxi as well as delivery vehicles are discussed separately. Often, but not always, tourists who have a hotel located in the zone can obtain permission to enter the ZTL. Sometimes, for example, in Milan, Palermo and Florence, a fee is charged for entering the ZTL by tourists and guests. It means that you need to literally buy an entry ticket and activate it. You can get it from the parking garage or buy it in tobacco shop already after entering the zone. In some cities, you can pay for entry online in advance just by registering your number plates on the local ZTL website. In our Telegram channel, you can see the photo of the sign for the ZTL, so you will know when you are allowed to enter the city center or not and in which cities. You can also check the cities with ZTL in Italy online on the website, which is also in our Telegram channel. Be careful with zone violation. We were fined once in Milan for entering ZTL and paid 80 euros when we just could pay 5. Italy is a fascinating country, even with ZTLs. Uh, this country was a very rich uh, culture, history, art, marvelous places and friendly people. You should know that many musical terms are written in Italian because early composers from the Renaissance era were Italian and music spread out throughout the world from Italy. Ballet originated in Italy during the 15th century and it was Catherine de' Medici who introduced it to France later on. Italy is home to the world's oldest university, the University of Bologna, founded in 11th century. Italy has more masterpieces per square mile than any other country in the world. There are over 140 types of pasta. Interesting! Some of these pastas are only native to specific regions, so luckily you don't have to choose from that variety ordering your meal in the restaurant. Yeah, as I said, we can continue on and on to talk about Italy and why it is necessary to visit this country. But you probably have already been there, no? If not, this is your sign you'll be fascinated and satisfied. By the way, a few words about Sardinia. We will definitely return to this topic in the future because Sardinia deserves an episode to go into details. But here's what is necessary to talk about while this information is fresh. Yes, rent a car. When in Sardinia, rent a car. No matter which part of the island you fly into, it's much better to have a car there to move around. In summer though, it might be a problem to park and you can stuck in uh, traffic near famous places, but it's much better than depending on public transport, taxi or transfers. As we were in October, we didn't have problems with traffic and parking at all. Rent a boat. 
In Italy, you can rent a small boat with an engine up to 40 horsepower without a license and reach secluded lagoons hidden between the cliffs. Swim in free mm, water, yes. dive, and just soak in the beauty of the crystal clear water. It is interesting, easy to operate, and not so scary to navigate. Yeah, and it's just really pays off because you see the beauty that you can't see from the shore. Uh, also, don't forget the sunscreen and bring your shade with you. If you're going to secluded beaches, you might not find umbrellas and sunbeds to rent there. So you have to take care of this and bring your shade. Really, yeah, really take care of this. It's important. When it comes to drinks, there are a few you need to know about. Myrtle, made with myrtle berries and sometimes berries with leaves. It is considered digestive and is often offered after a meal. To accompany your meal, you will need a glass of wine. The star of whites in Sardinia is Vermentino, and the local specialty Cananao di Sardinia, a significant red wine cultivated from the main grape on the island of Sardinia. When it comes to food, Oh, someone please stop me. It is delicious. It's often seasonal. It's exceptional. It is made from local produce and what the island offers. So there is plenty of seafood options, cheese, vegetables and pastry. Oh, too much to handle right now. The food is pure delight. You can go through our Sardinia saved stories on our Instagram page to see more about food in Sardinia or check the post on Telegram channel. The link is attached as always in the description below. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram for more travel information, inspiration and to plan your next trip. Next week, we will come back with more because it's so interesting.